This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. This is Reception Perception, the show. Now, James Cole and Matt Harmon. All right, so San Francisco loses this ball game, Matt. Um, and I think they've immediately entered the conversation as the favorites to win in 2024, <laughs> uh, which is kind of funny, uh, all things considered here. But where does San Francisco go uh, in your mind after the loss to KC? Yeah, I mean, it's tough that. You have to now face this offseason where I think by and large they probably run almost everything back. Uh, in, but how do you get off. over the hump? How do you get over the hump? What do you got to do? I, don't, I mean, I don't know, right? Like this, this is the thing here. What do you like? What more are you going to add to this offense? I mean, defense, I get it. There are there are maybe some, some things you could do here, but you know they're not like fl- they're not in like Buffalo's cap position or Miami's cap position or, or any of these teams that you looked at that are really hurting that are, you know, or playoff teams this year, but they're about 3 million over right now. They can certainly get some, they can find some wiggle room there, but it's not like you're going to add anybody that's going to be better than the guys you rolled out on offense this year. Right. Um, that, that, and, and I think, I think in 2024, they largely roll that same cast out. I think it's it's all these guys are probably back. Like I said, Ayuk is on his fifth year option this year. He is for the receiver. He is woefully underpaid at fourteen million on that fifth year option, um, which I'm sure he and his agent are going to bring up this off season. No question about it. Right? Um, maybe they can ex- they, like maybe they can extend him. Uh, but then the reality is either he's gone. Or Debo and or Kittle are not on this roster in 2025. Like, that's the thing. This is the last year. This is it. Uh, this is it. This is it. And because, and it's just, again, this is a painful conversation to have when you didn't win the Super Bowl this year. Um, right. Because, like, yeah, now we're looking at, all right, this is, this everything, basically everything went right for this group in 2020, everything. In 2023. You totally. got the season you wanted to out of Ayuk where he took that next step. Debo missed three games, but largely stayed healthy. Uh, Trent Williams missed some time, but largely stayed healthy. George Kittle averaged the most yards per target mm-hmm. he had throughout the course of his career. Purdy was the most efficient quarterback in the NFL. He was perfectly exactly what you wanted as the trigger man for that offense. It all went right. Is it all going to go right in 2024? And if it doesn't, again, I think this is it. Like, you can't 
all three of those pass catchers, uh, Kittle, Ayuk, and Debo, just can't be on this team in 25. Once we get to 25, you know, uh, Trent Williams is 37. Uh, Christian McCaffrey <laughs> is entering the era of ru- the, the kind of window of running backs where you start to get really nervous. You're yep. going to have to start having the conversation about Purdy and contracts. We don't have to have it right now. We don't have to start that conversation yet because he's going into his third season. But at that point, we will. So that's what's scary about this moment for the 49ers is you didn't capitalize. You had a chance. You had chances in that game on Sunday, which you talked about earlier in the show. You had those moments. You didn't capitalize on those moments. You missed those You missed those windows. And now we're here probably at the last shot for this group of the 49ers. It's not Kyle Shanahan's last shot. You know, he's 44 years old. He'll, yeah. he'll get some more some more runs at this, I'm sure. sure but with sure. this core Death Star, Avengers, whatever you want to throw at it group, 24 is probably the last time, and I don't really know what they can add to it to make it any better than it was uh, this past year. <laughs> it's tough, man. <laughs> I feel for Niner fans because this was their year. This really, Matt, was their year. Um, I would say the injury to Mafanga uh, changed the trajectory of their, yeah. of their defense a bit. Um, but other than that, that's the kind of stuff that every team – has to deal with in the NFL. You've got 22 starters, man. 11 on offense, 11 on defense. For the most part, there's probably like, you know, 12 guys that are absolutely necessary on both sides of the football, right? Uh, and and you could make the case that Mufanga was one of those 12 guys, I think, for, uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. But as you mentioned, all these other guys, man, they stayed relatively healthy. They performed well. There was, not, there was no, you know, internal drama going on in the background. You know, this was their year. It really was. Uh, and, and so I, I do feel uh, for San Francisco 49er fans, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, man. The injury, you know, I don't want to say luck, but, you know, the, the, the avoidance of major catastrophe at the injury position, I think, probably runs out next year. Somebody's going to have a downturn, you know, either offensively or defensively. And, um, and man, the Super Bowl hangover is real. Talk to yeah. Philadelphia, you know. It's real. It's it's a long season. There's a it's just such a grind on some of these players, man. Um, and the fact that they just couldn't get over the hump, man. I just think from a mental standpoint, too, man, that's got to wear on you. It's got to wear on you big time. You talk about Shanahan. I feel um, again. He he's so young. See, it, it, Andy Reid was 64 years old when he won his first title. And, and and you could see the their career trajectories being similar too. A lot of people said Andy Reid would never win a big one. Just like people Absolutely. are saying Kyle, Kyle Shanahan, never going to win a Super Bowl. Never going to do it. Can't figure out how to way to win the big game. Yeah, Reed is 65. Uh, well, he'll actually turn 66 in, uh, next month. So shout out to Andy. Uh, but yeah, I right. mean, he's he's a guy that didn't win into, into his 60s. And uh, yeah, you're right. It, the perfectly, perfectly two guys you could compare together. And Shanahan is literally twenty years, you know, <laughs> twenty years younger uh, than Andy Reid, which is right. which is crazy. He's got he's got a long time left to go. His story is not written. Um, it just it stinks when you have these opportunities and you and you can't come up with it because um, you know I, I love people like well do we have to have a conversation about Kyle Shanahan? What are we what are you gonna say? What's what's the conversation? Okay, I mean I agree. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's absolutely. I, can, can I just say too the fa- what other head coach in the NFL is going to get this kind of production out of Brock Purdy? Tell me, 
Zero point zero. Maybe maybe McVeigh. Maybe McVeigh. That's it. So dude, that's your list. Come on, man. Ain't nobody gonna get Brock Purdy to the Super Bowl other than those two guys. That's it. I mean, and even Andy Reid. I love Andy Reid. Andy Reid's not taking Brock Purdy to the Super Bowl, man. Like it ain't happening, bro. Come on. It's I don't know the whole conversation surrounding Kyle Shanahan right now, and it's just. It's ridiculous. I mean, I, I get it. It's it's reactionary to one of the most watched games of all time. Um, but man, it's come on. Uh, it's just the price the guy, of losing. It's just, it is. It's just the yeah. price of losing, which which sucks. Yeah. But it 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 that sports man, you know, like people need somebody to blame, whatever. But um, you know, where they go from here is just you got You you definitely have to hope that there is improvement for Brock Purdy, which I think is the. Like it's the necessary ingredient for this team to continue to push its window out. Like um, when when we say improvement, these... when we when we say improvement, what are we talking about here? Are you talking about downfield? Are you talking about playmaking ability? What are we talking about? I think it's similar to what we've seen out of a guy like Jared Goff or Kirk Cousins, where by and large these guys are what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think by and large from a physical standpoint, and, and by the way, Purdy, I actually think has more, he doesn't have the, the gun and the ability to push it like Jared Goff does, but he definitely no. has more playmaking ability and ability to like Goff is basically like a, a, a shot putter. You know, you move him off his spot, it's over. But if he can stand there and launch it, like he can launch it with the best of them. Um, Purdy is not that anything like that. But I think that just the, the like kind of player archetype comparison is sort of what we're talking about here. Um, I think Cousins does make a, a, a fine comparison for, for Brock Purdy. Like eventually with these guys, they play enough, they see enough. Uh, that the mind starts to expand, that that their catalog of things that they've seen and done and can accomplish from a pre-snap standpoint, from a post-snap mm-hmm. standpoint, um, all catches up with like, you're seeing that with Mahomes right now. I mean, weirdly, it's like a beautiful example that Mahomes is more physically gifted than most of the quarterbacks in the league, but right. he doesn't win and he doesn't, do the things he does now at this point in his career just because he's absurdly physically gifted. True. Like Mahomes is uh, from a from an angle standpoint, like a launch point standpoint, from a from a pre snap diagnosis standpoint, he barely ever makes any mistakes. Like mm-hmm. he's not this rec- not that he was ever really like a Favre type, but he's not anything like a reckless gunslinger at this point in his career. He very, right. very rarely makes mistakes, and I think that's where a Purdy type has to get. Like he's ne- he's not gonna be ever- he's not gonna be Mahomes because he's just not as physically gifted as Mahomes. But he has to catch up from that mental standpoint, from a pre snap processing standpoint, um, from a poise standpoint, uh, which mm-hmm. I do think I give Purdy a lot of credit for. I think he's generally um, he's a little frenetic, but not like, not like a Jimmy Garoppolo where the second you get pressure on him, he it's the play is over and he's going to make a mistake. I think Purdy right. is able to stay right. cool and reset a little bit better than that. But yeah, there has to be some development from a pre-snap, from a mental standpoint for a guy like Purdy, which I do think can happen the longer you play. Yeah, I, I would agree with that a hundred percent. Um, tough road, I think ahead for San Francisco, um, and yeah, I mean, can they get everything to break right like they did again? Because if they do, I also like him in the Super Bowl again, but you got to get past this dude, Patrick Mahomes, you know. 
Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, although, you know, you know, it's really interesting. I think about like, I think about somebody like um, uh, Peyton Manning mm-hmm. and he got a favorable matchup uh, in his first Super Bowl win, right? Against Chicago. Uh, and, and that's sometimes what happens um, when you're talking about these conference plays, right? Like sometimes you don't get the best team in the Super Bowl. Sometimes, um, and sometimes that is what it takes to to win these Super Bowls. Uh, so it is, I, I think, sometimes interesting uh, what could happen from a matchup standpoint. It's not always going to be the best versus the best. Can San Francisco get there, man? Because you know, from a talent standpoint, they certainly got it. Um, you know, mentally they're going to have to be there, and 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 again, physically too, they will have to stay healthy uh, as well. I don't know. I'm, I'm worried. I mean, Let me just put to you this: I'm, I'm worried about San Francisco. Yeah. Well, listen. I think if you just purely believe in um in the Lord of chaos and variance, which is right. the, is the governing God of the NFL chaos and variance. Like that just is what it is. You should be concerned. Like there's nothing on paper to be concerned about with the 49ers this year. Like I said, all these of guys course. are going to be back and of course Shanahan is still a great coach. And I think, I, I think we generally have existed in a centrist area on Brock Purdy. And like, if you exist in that area, then you, you probably you're fine with running him back as a starting quarterback in this environment. Um, maybe the defense is better year two under Steve Wilkes. Maybe they get better play out of their edge guys consistently all season long. Um, you know, Fred Warner's still there. There's still so much to like about uh Hufunga, like you said, is coming back um, off of injury, but still he's coming back. There's plenty like on paper to be fine with San Francisco. And I think, that's where we can mostly stay centered, but I, I agree with you. And, and your point about the Eagles is extremely well taken. You said earlier that the Eagles had it all coming, all coming back on paper too, but things started to go wrong. And then clearly there was an issue of like the being under the weight of those expectations. And I do wonder about San Francisco. Um, I think Shanahan probably is, a better culture guy and they've got a better thing going on there than whatever the hell is happening with Sirianni in Philadelphia. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I will take Shanahan over Nick Sirianni, all things sure. uh, 10 out of 10 every day of the week. <laughs> sure, but still, sure. I think the weight of expectations sure. is certainly uh, looming large there. The one point I will make though, James, just about like, yeah, sometimes you don't get the best uh, on the best in the Super Bowl. Theoretically, yeah. that's what happened to San Francisco this year. Um, like, any metric would have told you that Baltimore is the best team of this season. Such uh, a good point. In the AFC, they were <laughs> right. the best team this season. Right. Uh, right. They were they were the they were one That's of the best, one of the five best teams of the last decade uh, from like advanced metric standpoint, DVOA, whatever. And uh, the damn 49ers avoided playing them in the Super Bowl. The problem is that the third best team in the AFC, seeding wise, has right. the best quarterback on planet Earth. So you got a little bit screwed there on that one. Uh, both these teams, certainly with interesting um, off seasons, I think facing them. San Francisco is going to be, like you said, pretty static. But how do they get over the hump? That's going to be the big question mark. Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey company. 